Okay. Hi, and welcome to Front of You. I'm Sam Farrell. And I'm Jacob Adams. And we're coming at you live. Not live. Um, in the past. In the past, uh, but also in the future compared to what when this was supposed to be released. Yeah. Which was further in the past than when it actually was released. Yeah. Sorry, didn't mean to get into time travel so fast. Yeah, well, we're... But there's we're, a reason for that. We exist in a, in a sort of singularity where we are right now. I think it's worth saying. So, because um, I'm five... It is worth... It, I'm, yeah, it's worth it's worth saying that between the time zones, there are, of course, the time lords, and the time lords decide what will pass between the time zones. Yeah, and what's and they not, haven't decided to let our podcast pass. Yeah, we've, the time zones. we've had infinite trouble with connectivity until just this exact moment when we decided to just pounce on it and try and record. So yeah. hopefully everything keeps it up, and I think that it will. Um, so since the last time we met, uh, I moved to Ireland and which has been, um, kind of wild because it's, uh, totally different from anything I've ever done before. Um, <laughs> so, uh, that's why we didn't record, um, last week was because I was just way too exhausted to do much of anything whatsoever. Oh yeah. Um, so when you've, when you've reckoned with the time Lords, it does take a good bit out of you. Yeah, um, I guess it, it does, ultimately. Uh, I wasn't really envisioning it, and I think what's happening right now is you're playing this like it's a goof, and I'm just trying to be honest. Um, That's fair. I'm and, sorry, everybody. Yeah, well, Sam, this is a place where we're, we're ready to admit our failures and then move forward stronger than we were before, so I think we're going to be I'm okay. Sorry. Jacob and I weren't on the same page with this with this whole thing, and I was like joking about stuff and it wasn't okay so yeah yeah so sincere apology well that's fine that's fine so i've moved to ireland things are different now uh i'm five hours in the future um so that's pretty cool uh but it it makes communicating kind of difficult sometimes um understatement (laughs) yeah so yeah sam uh this podcast is a podcast uh called friend review uh where we will uh ask each other questions and then, uh, when asking those questions, uh, respond with the answers, uh, then that we seem uh, to think are best. Do you, do you know the answers to the questions? Do you know answer? Do you have answers? The answer ones. We've got the answers for interview. That's the new thing we say. Um, I was looking, I was walking, so I was walking around like New York city and there was a, um, there was like a big mural painted on a wall uh-huh. and it was for friend interview. Wow. And the tagline was, we've got the answers. Yeah. And it, and I thought the marketing guys really killed it on that one. Yeah. I thought it was, well, seeing the boom we've experienced lately in popularity with now having a TV show. Um, I think it's, it's a real, uh, a real treat to see just, you know, somebody else doing all the hard work, you know, somebody else doing all the marketing, somebody else putting us yeah. out there. Well, and to work with artists is such a, it's such a unique sort of opportunity. Yeah. And then, um, and then they view us as artists, but we're the ones who have the respect for them. Which is crazy. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. It's like there's this mutual respect, but neither of us feel like we are the ones that deserve, deserve that respect, you know? Which is kind of what it's built on, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. it's built on this humility. Yeah. It's built on a, a foundation of humility. And what stronger bedrock is there than, than a foundation that is laid in humility, Sam? There's, there's not one. Yeah. And it's on that foundation that the first question this week comes to you, Sam. 
Yeah, absolutely. And it is this question. Do you think Mark Hamill would be a good boss? Okay. Uh, so that's, um, there's a lot to that there. There's a lot to unpack. I mean, a boss, that's like an authority, right? It's an authority. Yeah. Um, you could say he's, yeah. You could say that the boss is in charge of you. More or less. So to have, so you're asking, do I want Mark Hamill to be in charge of me? So this is sort of, I mean, like it's not, but it's like sort of like a fun tie in star Wars question. Um, because you know, in the new movie, in the new movie, Star Wars, Star Wars eighteen, Star Wars eight, the last of them, um, the last Jedi, uh, Ray will. I mean, Mark Hamill will sort of be Ray's boss. Yeah, is what I was trying to say. Yeah, so that's sort of like a fun. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I would like to be Ray. I think I would like to be um, potentially the last Jedi, and I think that Mark Hamill would be a great boss because here's the thing about Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill tells jokes and it's sort of like, like I love Mark Hamill. I like everything about him for the most part. I like his whole like resurgence and his whole like new fun uncle sort of vibe. Yeah. But that fun uncle vibe when it carries over to a position of authority, what that means is dad jokes and an expectation that you laugh at them. Yeah. So that's going to be heavy. That pressure is going to definitely be heavy. Um, Mark Hamill's definitely going to walk into the room and be like, it's me, Mark Hamill. He's going to tell a joke. And um, we're going to have to laugh. I mean, we're going to have to laugh, whether it's funny or not. And it's, it's probably going to be pretty funny. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to be sour about the fact that I have to laugh at his joke. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's just, um, you know, I mean, dude, dude's been out of it for a while. He sort of got like that. You know when, like, a kid is unattractive and then they grow up and they become attractive? Are you saying <laughs> you know, the, when people are hot, when the people become hot, is yes. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Well, that's sort of. I mean, I don't know. That's kind of. That's kind of a crude way to put it's kind it. Kind of but, diminutive, but like that is exactly what you're saying. Well, but like you know how they have sort of like they're not usually proud of their appearance because they haven't always been that way. Uh huh. You know, it's sort of new to them. Mark Hamill was. He went from being popular and cool to being not really that. He did some good work, but he wasn't like. He wasn't like in the popular eye that much. And then he came back into it in a huge way with the new Star Wars movies. So I think he's, again, there's that humility. You know, there's that foundation of humility. Are, that you, Mark Hamill's, are you saying Mark Hamill doesn't know he's hot? Is that what you're trying to communicate? Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm saying. He doesn't know it. And he, uh, and that's why it's nice to, to interact with him because he's sort of just really, an uncle who doesn't realize he's... It's really great to interact of. with my hot uncle, who is also my boss, Mark Hamill. <laughs> and whenever he tells me jokes, I laugh at them because I feel like I have to. But deep down, because I think he's hot, I laugh anyway. Jacob, those are really weird things to say. Those are things you just said. That's all you. Those are all things you said. I didn't say anything. I said all that. I said everything you just said back to you and you don't like the way it sounds. And imagine the way everyone feels hearing it twice. How often is that true though? We all have, we have to be humble. I think the episode of this, this, the title of this episode is, is Mark Hamill hot? Maybe he doesn't, he doesn't know. Yeah. I actually, I don't think, I don't think that's, gonna be what it is because i think um i think we have a really specific like subsection of of listeners who are really uncomfortable with specifically that episode title um so let me let, 
Well, yeah. I mean, it's always going well, to be flexible. It's always good. Maybe to we're trying to expand our audience. Let me ask you the same question that you just asked me and, and try to convince you that you're wrong. Um, do you think Mark Hamill, who was in Star Wars, would be a good boss? Well, if I had to personally answer this question, which I do <laughs> because you've just asked me to, I would probably think that Mark Hamill would not be the best boss. Hmm. Uh, I don't think he'd be a bad boss. Hmm. He'd probably be a good boss. Okay. Uh, and the reasoning I have behind this is because, you know, I kind of want to piggyback off what you were thinking, at least, in that he would be coming in with this constant expectation, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. Now, would I like to see Mark Hamill researching the role of a boss for okay. a pl- for something he's going to play in and then work underneath a, a Mark Hamill who maybe he's like in an undercover CEO, like undercover boss kind of thing? That's really good. Except it's it's undercover Mark Hamill, just like in all those Star Wars oh, fundraising videos that do the Force for Change. Yeah. So it's like halfway through like a conversation and he's like, and it's me, Mark Hamill. <laughs> and everyone's like, yeah, like we know it's... Oh my gosh! We know Mark. <laughs> oh, Mark, you're <laughs> every here. time. <laughs> every time, it's like, oh, oh, he got us again, and then he puts his disguise back on, and like the people who are filming are just like, he's got to stop doing this because we're literally filming him as undercover Mark Hamill, and what's he's not supposed to reveal who he is until the end of the episode or the season or whatever. And he keeps, he loves the reveal. We, I mean, beloved actor and master of disguise, Mark Hamill. Um, yeah, like he loves the reveal. He loves the reveal. Absolutely loves the reveal. Like if you watch any of those movies or any of those videos where he's like doing the force for change stuff, whenever he reveals it's him, like he, you can tell that's his favorite part. Like when everyone's just like, oh my gosh, it's Mark Hamill. I can't believe it's him. Whereas for me, it's. Whereas for me, for me, for me. Just me, probably. It's more like a, just another day at the job. It's like Mark Hamill, like you're like you're a, mm-hmm. you're a good boss, like you're doing fine. It's just in the middle of a sale or like whenever I am, you know, like finally like making yeah, the big move on the customer, you show up and then they forget what they were there for. Yeah, because Mark Hamill shows up and they scream and they drop whatever they're holding. Yes. Um, that's actually, him. that's my favorite genre of entertainment. Scream and drop whatever <laughs> you're holding. That's how Mark Hamill, he was briefly a criminal, you know? Yeah. Um, he was a mugger. Uh, yeah. And he would say Mark Hamill. <laughs> <laughs> was a, I've got this really, no, I've got this really brilliant mental image of Mark Hamill, like, standing in an alleyway and he's got like a stocking cap on, you know, and everything. And he has a gun and he, he jumps out and he's like, freeze, you know, like give me yeah. all your money. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then it's, and then, <laughs> and then uh, he, uh, he positions his hand ready to take the mask off. And when they get everything, he's like, all right, man, calm down, calm down, you know? And, yeah. um, uh, <laughs> Like he pulls, he pulls the mask up. He, he's like, "It's me." Just kidding. It's me, Mark Hamill. It's me, Mark Hamill. And then they scream and, and they drop what they're holding. They scream and drop their holding, and he hugs them and everything, and takes a picture and like, yeah, it's very fun. And then he picks up their wallet and and walks away. Yeah, and that's how he made it through the lean years. Yeah, when he wasn't lean, when he when he wasn't making a lot of money, he was just you know like yeah. the voice actor for the Joker and a bunch of other things. That's all he was for those for all those years. The, yeah, the dark years. Yeah, that's. 
you know, the dark years. Master of Disguise, Mark Hamill was on hard times. Hard times. He was he was disguised as a uh, a overweight middle aged man who was washed up and past his prime. But that was clearly, as we know now, his greatest trick of all. Yeah, because he's Underneath, really he was always he's, he was always Mark Hamill superstar. He was always Mark Hamill, your hot uncle. Years from now, when your kids listen to this, and they won't, mm-hmm. um, but if they God, did, not. Uh, you know, they're going to find out you said this about Mark Hamill, and they're going to ask you who that is. Yeah, which is going to break my heart. <laughs> yeah, it's going to break your heart. Though I'll get to share this with something with them, which is really what it's all about. Yeah, and you'll get to spare, share that special moment, you know. Of when you, uh, yeah, no, it's going to be a very special moment when you reveal to them uh, that you are Mark Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, that will be that will really be something. They really yeah. are gonna. I'm really gonna get them with that one. Yeah, um, it's been Mark Hamill all along. It's me, Mark Hamill. I'm Mark Hamill. Your dad is a <laughs> your dad is a ghost. Sam, take us away from this question before we beat this horse to Absolutely. death. Absolutely. Um, yeah, uh, Jacob, I got a question for you. Yeah, no. Hit me with it. Uh, this one comes from a, from a listener. Um, what do you do when you have too much spaghetti? Um, I'm sorry? Simple question, man. Listen, we're all about the answers here. Yeah. You've got the answer to this question. Yeah. Um, when, uh, to be honest, when I have too much spaghetti... Um, there's only one I, right answer. Really? No pressure. No pressure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, when I have too much spaghetti, I literally just eat it all. Like, I eat all the spaghetti. Holy cow. Yeah. I mean, there's that. too much spaghetti. But here's my question, then, to the question after answering it. Um, uh-huh. Is is too much spaghetti more spaghetti than I can handle? It's subjective. How much spaghetti can you handle? Is it too much spaghetti, though, is what I'm saying. Is it, is it like, taking yeah, into account my spaghetti too, threshold? The way that it's phrased is too much spaghetti. You have so too I, much spaghetti. So I couldn't eat it all, is what you're saying. No, it's too much. You know what, something I've noticed in Ireland since I've been here is no one calls spaghetti as Americans think of it, spaghetti. Okay, what do they call it? They call it spaghetti bolognese. Really? Yeah, and that's that's because it's got the sauce and the meat and everything. We just think of okay. it as um, spaghetti. We yeah. just think of it as, just, as as spaghetti, but they think of we it. We think as, of it as that classic Italian dish. Yeah, but here it's more of a it's more of a like every family in Ireland has this dish at least once a week, and they only know spaghetti as the type of noodle and not as the it's, dish itself. If a food has become so cross-cultural that it's eaten by a family in a different country from its origin once a week, is it even really an Italian food anymore? I think what, what we've gotten into is the, the multiple uh, food sphere bleed-over continuity the, the issue. The food sphere bleed-over, man, I could talk about that for hours. Yeah, and we won't. But when won't. you've got too much spaghetti, what, that's what I'm trying to say. That's what I'm getting at here is if I have too much spaghetti, is it because, I mean, I, th- I feel like you've answered oh. this already, but is it, is it. Are we getting into whys now? No, it's like, I don't care about the why of this question, but it, if it is indeed too much spaghetti, is it too much spaghetti for me? Yeah. But 
But then I want to know the answer to what is my spaghetti threshold. And I feel like I need to <laughs> deep dive into this noodle to really get to like the heart of the issue. What's your spaghetti threshold? What is, is my spaghetti it? threshold? I think that's the thing that I'm missing here. Every man comes to a moment when he finds himself on the edge of a cliff looking over and he has to ask himself, what are his limits? And he asks, he has to ask himself, how far can I push myself? Yeah. Um, and, and this is the question that kept Chef Boyardee up all night. <laughs> this is what he woke up and he said to himself, what is my spaghetti threshold? And you know how he solved that? By by eating. creating, that's right, spaghetti-os. It's a spaghetti oh, loop. Okay. It never ends. Oh, it's, a, it's an Ouroboros of spaghetti. And now I've got this amazing image of a spaghetti <laughs> demon, like, devouring itself. <laughs> The Ouroboros is, uh, it's the idea that a snake is eating its own tail. It's sort of an image for like perpetual, perpetuality, I guess. Yeah, um, I know. I watch Full Metal a never Alchemist. Ending, a never ending thing. Um, so yeah, the spaghetti Ouroboros is, uh, it's a really yeah. potent image. Really potent well, most one. people, most people who think of it, think of the, uh, the lovable mascot himself, the spaghetti with tennis shoes on, white arms and eyes. Um, Holy but- cow, is that a thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. And you can look him up. The SpaghettiOs mascot. I'm doing exactly that. Yeah, yeah, pull come, that come image on, up. Come on, uh, come on, audience. Let's let's all look it up together. And, Who is the uh, SpaghettiO man? And now that you've got that image, just imagine him instead of being like one, like just carefully created character. Yeah. And now he's just a horrifying Ouroboros. Oh, I don't, don't like it don't like it man yeah um, and that's that's the spaghetti threshold that oh he, no he, that's the answer that chef boyardi came up with he's you know. terrible he's t- <laughs> oh no he's terrible <laughs> he is and at some point don't. it's just at some point when when he pulls off his mask and reveals that he is in fact mark hamill the spaghetti singularity oh no is he wearing he's wearing converse yeah um see that's the wild thing about it he he's wearing shoes and he's a noodle monster uh hey jacob i have i got an image for you my man um i don't know uh what is this (laughs) hang on no 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 it's mr bad lunch kidnapping mr o that's you know spaghetti is you know spaghetti is great character mr bad lunch i almost forgot uh, in in the sense that I completely forgot and have no idea who this is. Um, <laughs> Here's a fun gif of of Mr. O and some sort of green chef saying, "Void where prohibited." What? <laughs> Hold on. Yeah, I'm gonna just, drop just these to links. Haunt your dreams. I'm going to drop these um drop these in the description for this episode so people know what you're talking about um yeah but i'm not happy about what you've sent me no Um, me neither my friend void we're prohibited oh jeez game ends december 31st 1985 i think what he means is the world ends the game is 31st 1985 the game is up and since then we've been living in like a bizarre construction of the time lords they're just trying to perpetually keep us alive in yeah, a sort no. of matrix situation. I, I'm not a big fan of the Time Lords callback thing you keep doing, but I'm yeah. definitely okay with the world ending in 1985. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. Let me avoid this prohibited because, um, hey oh, uh, I feel like I've reached my spaghetti threshold for this question. 
<laughs> Hold on. What have you done? Please stop sending me this. These are horrifying. Uh, yeah, I'll put all this in. I'll, I'll put... <laughs> SpaghettiOs Muppets is what I'm saying. And I really... Um, it's a horrible image, and I'll describe it to you as <laughs> an old man terrible. in the SpaghettiOs Ouroboros as Muppets, essentially crying out to God. That's what's <laughs> happened here. And it's very, very... Anyway, the SpaghettiOs... The spaghetti the spaghetti singularity has been reached, I think. And yeah, I want it to... Sure. Um, gosh. <laughs> oh, man. I'm so not okay with this. <laughs> Um, uh, <laughs> Sam, um, <clears throat> uh, -huh. yeah. Um, can you have, uh, picked, <laughs> wait, who sent that question in? <laughs> oh, I was lying. It was from the internet. Oh, nobody sends us, nobody sends us questions. Yeah. Please. Someone send us questions. Please. I just want to be able to say, honestly, a viewer sent this question in. Yeah. Really Cause that was a really good question. And I wish someone had sent it to us so we wouldn't feel so lonely. Yeah. For real. That's the problem. All uh, I have is Mr. O and Mr. Bad Lunch. Please. Um, God, Sam. Pete. Yeah. Are you a uh, morning person or a night person? And that's a, That's an interesting question. Um, what do you mean by that? Uh, well, I mean, uh, what I mean by that is this, uh, do you think you're more of a morning person or more of a night person? I think, th I think, um, I think I'm able to enjoy myself. Let me, uh, night, let me, a nighttime uh, scenario and a morning scenario. Let me, let me rephrase the question, Sam, a little bit. Yeah, please, please. Night person, morning person, uh, which, which one are you? Oh, that does help. Um, so I think, you know, like I wake up each morning and I think, boy, what if it were night? That doesn't mean that I prefer it to be night. It just means like, what if it was? Boy. Um, what if it were night? What if the sun had gone beyond the horizon before I stretched my, my weary arms? Um, but when it's nighttime, sometimes I think, boy, morning. it could be morning right now, theoretically, and it's not. And that's not to say that I wish it was morning. That's just yeah. to say it could, it could be morning. Yeah. It's morning somewhere. It's night somewhere. So really, aren't we all morning people and night people? I I mean, I guess. I, um, well, I mean, like, which, which one the, are you? I think the kind of idea here is that one, you might prefer one to the other, you know, and I'm kind of like a oh. night owl. So I kind of like being up late. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I don't like waking up late. I like being up early. But I also tend to stay up pretty, pretty late because I yeah. feel like people are more um, like they've sort of got like they've spent a whole day, you know, doing things. I feel like people are like able to kind of cut loose a little more yeah. at night because their their obligations have kind of passed them by for the day. And they, they, they sort can of relax. Have a, they can relax a little more. And yeah, people are a little more relaxed at night, I feel like, because um, there's not a bunch of things stretching ahead of them unless they have like something in the morning. Yeah. Um, I feel like people like there are a lot of good. I've had a lot of really good conversations at night because people are a little more relaxed. Yeah. Um, so just like, you know, having deep conversations with people and getting to know them better and um, and just being able to really, really dig in deep into some friendships and stuff. I think I think that happens more at night. And I think 
you know, like no, no one gets up in the morning and watches a movie, you know, um, that, yeah, that happens at night usually. Yeah. Usually. Cause, because when you watch a movie, you're kind of taking a break from reality for a little bit. You're, you're, yeah. it's a, it's a form of escapism. It's weird to wake up in the morning and have your first thing that you do be a form of escapism. Yeah. Yeah. That's, absolutely. That's strange. Yeah. No, that makes really good sense. Um, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think. Well, I think what I'm really struggling with here is you've posited a really interesting point and, uh, I think that it's really actually, uh, helpful. Yeah. You know, so, um, like in a legitimate way, that's not like a joke. Yeah, no, I think so. Uh, the escapism of watching a movie in the morning. I think that's also, I mean, I don't know this for certain. Obviously there are a lot of, uh, people who could probably weigh in on this with like actual knowledge, but that's yeah. kind of why I feel like a matinee film is cheaper because they just don't feel like so many people would want to go and, and kind of more or less kind of like escape from reality uh, during the middle of the day. Well, and it does feel sort of weird. Like if you watch, like I saw Spider-Man homecoming in the middle of the day Yeah, and that, and that movie has, you know, there's a climax to the movie. There's an emotional climax to the movie. Um, and then it all sorts of sort of winds down and then you get up out of the theater and you go out and it's like mid afternoon yeah. and you still have the rest of your day to complete. But if you are invested in the movie, then you've just like ridden up this emotional roller coaster, and then you've come down on the other side. Um, and it just feels strange to then go do other things. And maybe that's, maybe, maybe that's going like too deep into it. Maybe most people don't get that invested in movies to the point where it's like, well, this is sort of strange. Like we had this completion, we had this culmination and now like I still have the rest of my day to go through. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I don't really know where I was going with that, but it's, it's, it's a weird kind of phenomenon for sure. Yeah. I think we've accidentally stumbled into serious podcast territory. That's okay though. We can, we can, no, 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 it's definitely fine. It's just, you know, maybe not what I expected. Yeah. You know? No, I mean, like, one of my favorite episodes of the podcast so far was the one where you had Drea on and you talked about encouragement. Yeah. Um, that was actually really helpful to me. Like, I was really encouraged by that. <laughs> so, and it and it made me want to, to, you know, to have, like, some real talks here on the podcast every now and then. Yeah. No, it definitely doesn't yeah. hurt. Yeah. Definitely doesn't hurt. If anything, it's, you know, kind of refreshing to just be not so goofy all the time. Hey, have you looked at the those spaghetti Muppets in the last couple of seconds? Uh, no. Because <laughs> the horror will be fresh, no, my I friend. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Game ends December thirty first, nineteen eighty five. Golly, Pete. Here's here's one. Here you go. Just a oh, gift for me to you. You sent me more. <laughs> photos. You know the spaghetti. You know the spaghetti Muppets. Um, golly, Pete. Uh, yeah, no, that's just I don't I, don't, I really don't want to think about those anymore. Um, um Okay. That's the year about the spaghetti singularity. Yeah. Yeah, let me uh let me hit you up with this question, Sam, if that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Please. Um with so many people in the world. Okay. 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 Where where is this going? Why? Mhm. Can't we all like the same TV shows? Um, so there's a really interesting story behind this one. Yeah. Um, 
what do I want to say here? Uh, it's well, it's because, um, at birth, we're all sorted into different houses. Those houses determine our entertainment preferences, and nobody knows what house they're in, and so really? nobody knows what they're gonna what they're gonna like until they until they watch it. Yeah, it's it's really inter- really interesting stuff. Okay. Yeah. Why do you think the nurses take the baby? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Does it matter what their parents do, like what their parents think or and they enjoy? I mean. So they they take they run like a random test like a random gen- generator but they do add in preferential um like factors for the houses their parents are in. Yeah. So it's more likely that they'll be in the house their parents in. Like if they if one of their parents is in like um I don't know what the n- names of the houses are. What are the names uh-huh. of the houses? It's like uh like if if they're into in like the the weird quirky house Okay. Um, that's also got a flair for the dramatic. Of then course. It's more likely their child will be also. Oh. And they'll enjoy, they'll enjoy things like F- Flight of the Concords or um, like um, that, that other show, uh, One of Us or whatever it's called. Yeah. You know, okay. the, the one. Sure. Yeah, no, that's, um, no, that's definitely very interesting. So, so they're more likely to enjoy the things their parents enjoyed. Yeah. But does everybody know or is it just is this something you're just revealing to us now? Everyone kind of knows. So it's like one of those like unspoken like like secret kind of it's like everybody knows the secret but right. Well the weird thing about the houses is that they don't they're not very well defined. Yeah. They're sort of vague and there's sometimes like outliers that break the rules of the houses too and they like like sure they're watching, you know, shows like uh John Adams from HBO and oh, like yeah. and they're watching like other like high stakes dramas, you know, like they're watching Downton Abbey, but then they throw in like the rebooted Miami Vice. Okay. And it's like what are you what are you doing? Like that's not in your taste profile. But it is. It's in their taste profile. It's not in the houses, but it's in theirs. So and then infinite, it's basically just breaks down into like infinite houses ultimately. Yeah. Essentially. Like, you know how they say that Netflix has like a billion subgenres. Sure. And they're all like hidden from the, like they're all algorithms, but they're hidden from the, the everyday, uh, user. Yeah. Um, it's the same kind of thing. Just billions of houses. Wow. No, that's Each very their own taste profile. Preference yeah. profile. Yeah. Yeah. That's very interesting. Speaking of That's uh, why we can't all like the same TV oh, shows. That's a really that was my answer to that question. That's a pretty good one, actually. No, I like that. That's a good answer. I think that's actually completely true. Um And you know why? No. <laughs> um back in the day someone tried to use it. They made a really, really good TV show. Okay. But they used it they used it as propaganda. To influence the masses. And okay. And then the people who are behind everything, um, they they said, uh, well, what if some people were watching this propaganda TV show and they said, It's not re- it's not really not really my style. Kind of bored, actually. And what if they stopped watching it and then no one could ever use a TV show to fully influence the masses ever again. Is that why they aired Firefly out of order? Yeah, actually. Yeah. Okay. That well, why. that's 
All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And HBO is the is the one who's against that. They're against the house system. They wanna they wanna create another TV show that they can use to influence the masses. Yeah. And they're getting closer and closer. Yeah, I think that they're almost I mean, there. With they're the, almost you know, there with Game to of Thrones universal approval. And, yeah, and through everything else, like it's just the, we got to keep an eye out, you know. Oh, absolutely. Watch out for HBO, everybody. It's not TV. It's HBO. Yeah. Whew. Scary stuff. Yeah. No, that's that's really crazy. We've done a lot of world building on this episode. We really have, and I'm very proud of us. And speaking of world building, uh, Sam, I've got yeah. one one final question for you. Fantastic. Uh, fan. Interesting choice of words. Fantastic. Sam, speaking about all this, mm. these interests in TV shows and the way that it's actually all directed by some ridiculous house system uh, that mm-hmm. is really hard to understand but governs and guides <laughs> entertainment preferences. Um, mm-hmm. If you could cross over two universes for one heck of a fan fiction, what would they be? Oh, for two, two of them? Um, yeah, I mean, it's a fan fiction, so it's got to be a good crossover kind of thing. I mean, I've said this one before, but Knuckles Chaotix and Harry Potter. Um, huh? <laughs> um, so that that's the characters from the little known Sega Genesis game, Knuckles Chaotix. So that's uh, fan favorites like Knuckles the Echidna, um, Vector the Crocodile, Charmy the Bee, and uh, Espio the... What is he? It's, uh, Arma, the Armadillo? Is it, Espio is a chameleon? The chameleon. That's it. Yeah. Oh, and Mighty the Armadillo. Um, but they're on the Hogwarts Express. And um, Dumbledore's stolen something from them, so they're going to Hogwarts to get it back. And now, they befriend Ron Weasley. Now, hang on. I yeah. feel like they would befriend Ron's brothers because they trouble, they're troublemakers. Genius. But, but no. Ron's brothers head up a rival gang. So Chaotix get to Hogwarts and they start a gang. Oh my um, gosh. And Fred and George start a rival gang. And so there's like sort of like a, like Ron's kind of caught up in it all. Like he doesn't really have a lot of agency. He's just like helping because he feels like he has to. I'm not sure why. Like maybe it's a secret, but he does help lead the Chaotix's gang against his own brothers. And it's really tough, but it's, it's a really tough time. Yeah, and how how much thought have you put to this exactly? I was ta- I was thinking about while we were just talking about it. Okay, all right. Yeah, I mean, like that's some. Oh, let me just find like a really good image of the of the chaotix to link you. Yeah, so you no, can put it in the description fine. so that everyone can kind of get. I could also like copy like Photoshop a good picture of them with Ron just to really <laughs> nail home the uh, the contrast. Yeah. Oh boy, howdy. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's really good. I really like that. Or like a Sonic like Heroes, a like second. a Sonic Heroes um kind of crossover thing too. Yeah. Where you've got like yeah, all the Sonic teams Heroes, and then you just Potter. add a Harry Potter character to each one. Yeah. Now you've you done go. something very bad to me in sending me there this image go. that I now have to include. Yeah. Um, that is a very well, concerned think, looking Ron Weasley. Of course he's concerned. He's a child. A bunch of, a bunch of strange animals have, have started a gang at his school. <laughs> a bunch and of now it's turning animals. him against his family. Isn't it, isn't it kind of the same thing that happens like 
Harry Potter spoilers, you know, like with the the changeling kind of thing that goes down. Well, they're not. No, because they're not evil. Well, neither are. Neither are. They're they're kind of like Han Solo. Okay, so you just identified Knuckles Chaotix as kind of like Han Solo. (laughs) In the sense that they're like rascals, you know, like scoundrels, but they've got hearts of gold. Okay. Well, that's <laughs> this, this image you've now sent me of Ron Weasley is, um, it all ends July fifteenth, yeah. and he looks very, very upset. Uh-huh. And it's a far cry from the child in the image above. So, uh huh, yeah, it's um. <laughs> Sorry, now you're just sending me pictures and gifts of Ron Weasley looking upset or surprised. <laughs> Oh no! Ugh, the the troll bogey, troll bogies. That's a good part. Uh, Anyways, um, this gosh, uh huh. Please don't send it's, me more Ron Weasley images. It's coming. Okay. Anyways, so this is your this is really the fan fiction universe you're wanting to paint here. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What What's yours though? Um. <laughs> I think. Um. No, that's Ron Weasley eating two chicken legs. And he's yeah, a hungry is. boy. Okay. Well, that's I think I like He's a he's a hungry he's a hungry boy right there. Hungry boy. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um I don't know. Uh I have a very good friend Jonathan Hunter who created a Yu-Gi-Oh West Wing crossover universe that I'm definitely That's fantastic. was definitely upset about but now I'm totally into. Um, uh-huh. because I've been watching a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh GX and uh-huh. I really think that a Yu-Gi-Oh GX, maybe like law and order crossover would be really interesting. That's brilliant. Yeah. Oh, I know it's brilliant. You don't have to tell what me. What about, what about like, um, like, <laughs> what about like, uh, like the wire and Phoenix, Wright? Now that doesn't sound right at all. No. Cause actually it's kind of the same genre. Well, the wire is not the same as Phoenix. You know what? I'm going to cut it off right now. Okay. <laughs> Those are not the same. We cannot do okay, that. That's fine. What about, um, what about like, uh, let's see. Hold on. I'm sure there's a, there's gotta be like a generator on the internet that just like does it random. Right. Um, probably. Okay. Um, give me one second. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Crossover generator. Yeah, here we go. I found it. <laughs> I knew it existed. Oh, oh, that's no, that's no good. Oh, these are... <laughs> Lizzie McGuire and Army of Darkness. Okay. <laughs> the story should use being drafted by the NFL as a plot device. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Um... The X-Files in 24, the story should use a party as a plot device. X-Files in 24 would actually be kind of <laughs> compelling, maybe. I don't know. Your, your challenge is to write crossover fan fiction combining The Odyssey and Parappa the Rapper. Okay, now I am definitely on board with that one. There is no world in which I do not want that that exact thing. Yeah, do you see what, what's happening here? This is perfect. Yeah. Is everything... Uh, Oh gosh, it's everything you've ever wanted. Ch- Chappelle's show and Lord of the Rings. <laughs> okay, 
Inception and the Diary of Anne Frank, and the story should use evil clones as a plot device. Well, I don't like that at all, then. I don't think Anne Frank um, should be in the lottery there. Okay. Uh, oh, gosh. I think that's... The Wire, the wire and Bill Nye the Science Guy. Um... <laughs> ER and Blue's Clues. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to cut this off. This is just yeah, going to no. keep going. Yeah, it's going to keep going. Sam, I think that's probably going to do us for today. Mad Men and Star Fox. Okay, that's it then. There. <laughs> I'm imagining a very, very good looking Dom Draper sitting across from Star Fox. <laughs> Fox McCloud. Fox McCloud. That's right. Good Dom grief. Draper and Fox McCloud taking on the ad world. <laughs> <laughs> One planet Monsters at a time. Inc. Monsters Inc. and Neon Genesis Evangelion. Okay, well that's just too much. <laughs> there are too many parallels that could be drawn. Because how this do they power the keep... how do they power the robots? That's right, with the screams of children. With the screams. And yeah. uh how do you think that unit zero one is so efficient? That's right, because Shinji won't stop screaming. <laughs> there's a little That's bit of, there's, funny a, there's a little the bit of, there's a little bit of neon genesis evangelion humor for you anyway that yeah. that's definitely going to do us um sam been a good time yeah enjoyed it uh send yeah, us questions same. please to welcome to the please. medium at gmail.com please send us questions um golly this episode uh will be up and we'll try to get back on a regular schedule um with recording it's just kind of hard with me moving to dublin um, but, uh, yeah, we will be in touch, uh, with you guys and we really appreciate, um, just, uh, everybody who listens and, uh, tell a friend. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. And, uh, please tell a friend and let them know you enjoyed this. And if you think they'd like it as weird as it is, um, and, uh, Sam, have you got a final question for us to, uh, kind of give us something a to think about? question. I, yeah, I mean, like, that's really the goal, isn't it? Actually, what about just this, the fanfic question is like, you know. <laughs> oh, just like a final a final one? No, yeah. yeah. Go ahead and send us off with a final fanfiction generation. Actually, okay. that would be great. It's a dramatic story combining the worlds of Lord of the Rings and NYPD Blue. Try, an- right. try another one. <laughs> okay. Um, give me a second. Okay. Gundam Wing and Rick and Rugrats. Oh, yeah. No, that's you want. You want no, another? No, that's very good. You want another? They just keep coming. Okay, this is the last one. This is it. Okay. Um, no, that's two. That could definitely happen. Uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Assassin's Creed and My Little Pony. Uh, yeah, um, oh yeah. Oh, Yoshi's Island and Command and Conquer. Okay, that's a little loud. Oh, this one's actually brilliant. Calvin and Hobbes and Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog? What a great time. Okay. Invader Zim and Sherlock. This, I'm just going to keep going, man. Yeah. You got you to gotta cut me off. Yeah. Batman and Paul Ryan, and the story should use Arbor Day as a plot device. Now, hang All on. Right, Paul go. Ryan, there the senator? <laughs> there we are. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah, catch us next time on our... Uh, Paul Ryan Batman Arbor Day rewatch podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, next week is right, episode bye. three. Yeah. Bye everybody. Thanks. Bye. Really, See ya. Yeah, really, really, yeah.